This is episode two of Paper Cut for November 23rd, 2020. Welcome to episode two of Paper Cut, the Nyack Library's podcast. Our guest today is Morgan Strand. Hi. <laughs> hey, Morgan. Hey. <laughs> I'm Georgia Grandstaff. I'm Tracy Dunstan. I'm Rosemary Farrell. Hi, I'm Morgan Strand. I'm the Teen Services Specialist here at the Nyack Library. I've been here, I think, for 13 years now. I work in both the children's and the teen room, but I mostly oversee the teen room and do everything in there. Programs, collection development, a lot. <laughs> I don't know. You probably know the rest of us since you watched the first episode or listened yeah. to the first episode, but I'm Tracy Dunstan. I'm the head of adult services. I'm Rosemary Farrell. I'm an adult librarian and in programming and community engagement. And I am Georgia Grandstaff, and I am an information specialist, and I work with Rosemary in programs. Okay. This episode is going to be about why over crossover books, which is why we have Morgan here. Why a or young adult novels are considered crossovers when the publisher is hoping to reach not only teenage readers, but adult readers as well. Okay, so I'm really happy that we're doing this. I have a lot to say about young adult books. Basically, I love them. I have a soft place in my heart for young adult books. I will probably read them until I'm an old woman. When I was younger, like a, a kid, I wanted to read them because I wanted to do anything that an older kid did. And also I wanted to read about romance when I was a kid. I wanted to read about the intrigue, like what was it like to be a teenager? And now that I'm an adult, I'm still reading young adult, I guess because it's nice to look back and read those things and feel those feelings again. Um, I feel like there's no shame in reading young adult books. I think it's fine and then it's cool. I think that a young adult book can still be a good story. And I like reading books from the point of view of, I guess really mostly young adult books are teenagers. And I think that it's really interesting when it comes to reading about certain topics um, especially now, topics about like race especially, I really like reading about it from the point of view of a teenager because it's kind of about like experiencing the world for the first time and looking at things from a point of view of innocence. And I think that when you're dealing with really rough topics sometimes, I, I don't know, I just, I, I find it helpful. I find it not to be as serious and intense sometimes as an adult novel can be and honestly depressing. So I guess we're here to talk about our favorite crossover books. So crossover meaning it's written, you know, like you said, Tracy, with the audience in mind being possibly adults. Um, it's really, really hard to narrow down what my favorite crossover books yeah. are. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just list a few that I honestly think that they will appeal to adults. Um, two of them are actual um, young adult books, and one of them is an adult book that I would consider to be, you know, appealing to teens as well. So the first one I want to talk about is called The Place Between Breaths by Anne Na. It's a small to short book. Um, it's about a 16-year-old girl named Grace who lives with her father. The book kind of goes back and forth between the present and the past, and um, it you sort of learn about her mother, her relationship with her mother, and her mother had schizophrenia, um, and then one day she just disappeared. So the book is about how she lives with her dad now, who is like a headhunter for um, medical 
people who know how to deal with schizophrenia and medical research, uh, he's like obsessed with finding a cure for schizophrenia. And um, Grace is a teenager, which is when I guess schizophrenia sometimes um, starts to present. So she kind of starts presenting the same symptoms that her mother had, and she kind of starts losing it a little bit. What I really liked about this book, and I think that it would appeal to anybody because you really get an interesting look at what it's like to live with mental illness, even if you don't know that you have it. I have read books from the point of view of people with a mental illness before, but this was honestly, I think, the most realistic and raw view I've ever read. Um, I would highly recommend that. So that was The Place Between Breaths by Anne Na. Have you ever read um, Words on the Bathroom Wall or seen the movie? No. That one, I... Um... I only read part of it, but I saw the movie. It's, that one's really good too. It's about a, a teenage boy who, he's schizophrenic and then moves to another town. And then he, there's all the, you know, teenage romance and stuff in there too, but it's, it's really good. I felt like you really got a sense of what it was like to have schizophrenia. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those, one of those ones that it's, it's tough to read about. It's, it's an interesting, uh, I can only imagine what it's like to actually have that, um, yeah. actually have schizophrenia, but it's really like chaotic. I, yeah, that was a good one. But so what was that called? The words? Words on a on the bathroom wall, I think it's called. Words on the bathroom wall. Okay, so my next book I really want to talk about. It's called uh, How I Paid for College, a novel of sex, theft, friendship, and musical theater. Um, it's by an author named Mark Isido. This is one of my favorite books of all time. It's a good book. <laughs> so no matter, oh, it's such a good book. No matter what this could apply to so many different things. It's also one of the funniest books I have ever read. This is the one that I think everyone should read. Um, I'll give a really quick explanation. Uh, it takes place in the 80s, so it's also kind of a fun historical thing. Um, it's about this teenage musical theater kid, and it's about all his friends, who are all the weirdest, funniest people in the world. Um, he lives like in Wallingford, New Jersey, so he lives in like a typical like bedroom community. And he's a real, like, musical theater zany kid. And his, um, he lives with his father, who's sort of like a, let's call him like a real blue collar guy who does not have any room in his life for any nonsense. And basically, he refuses to pay for his son Edward to go to Juilliard. So Edward and his friends have to come up with these crazy ways to come up with the money to pay for college. Um, they do some really inappropriate things, which is why this book kind of tends for more adults, I would say. Um, there's some pretty graphic sexual stuff in this book. Um, there's a lot of LGBTQ stuff in this book, but mostly it's hilarious. Um, there's also a second book, which I would also recommend. It's very good. I couldn't even tell you what it's called, but the author, um, Mark Aceto. So that is really really good one and then um the last one i want to talk about is actually an adult book um it's called diet land by saray walker i don't know if you guys have read that it is basically about like it, it explores kind of like the the beauty industry and society's obsession with weight loss and beauty and looks it's about a girl who works for a fashion magazine who really is she has a lot of self-esteem issues she's very overweight and she kind of gets involved with this like underground terrorist group that is promoting feminism. So like, for example, they do things like 
kidnap convicted rapists and drop them from airplanes like they <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah but so that's another really good one it's extremely um, satirical but that's one that i think kids or adults would like um i think georgia there was actually yeah. a, a i don't know if it was oh, there was yeah. a tv version of that that with a woman really not snl was the star and i can't remember oh. her name it was called Dietland, I believe. I, I watched the first episode. It was very funny. It was like very bizarrely, like you said, satirical, but very. It sounds scary. It's, it doesn't sound funny to me. Um, no, it is. It is really funny. It's a little bit intense. It because the things that women do to their mm. bodies to be accepted in the world. But um, I, you know, it, it's still perfectly appropriate for teenagers. I think that it would be great for them to read about what nonsense they're told via the media. So I could talk for hours about <laughs> my favorite books. So what I'm just going to do for anyone who is listening, who actually is really interested in young adult books that might be for adults, I'm just going to say um, a few of my favorite authors and do with that what you will. Um, I really like Tiffany Jackson, uh, Libba Bray, Ruta Sepetis, Nick Stone, Joy McCullough, Sarah Dessen, of course, and Megan McCafferty. So if anybody wants to look into any of their books, I would recommend any and all of them. They're all so good. Going bovine is amazing. Yes, going bovine. I actually wrote my senior thesis comparing going bovine <laughs> with Donkey. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. So anyone wondering, going bovine is a modern version of Don Quixote, except the um, the main character isn't just mentally ill. He uh, has, um, I think it's Jacob Kreutzfeldt's disease, which is yeah. he gets mad cow and he goes crazy and he goes on this random adventure with a great set of characters. That, um, so if you're a Don Quixote fan, you might like it. But um, I see that you have beauty queens here and. I'm curious what you think, because I thought that book was, that actually stopped me from reading Libba Bray, because I thought it was crazy. It was nuts. Oh, okay. No. So that just, movie yeah. is, I mean, that movie, that book, it reads <laughs> like a movie, right? Yeah. Um, it's really good. No, uh, Beauty Queens, another satire. Um, it's about, it's kind of like, really, the more young adult version of Dietland, because it's about um, an airplane of girls who are in a beauty team beauty competition and their plane crashes and they have to learn how to survive on an island. So they're all, you know, the only talent a lot of them have is like their talent, you know, like twirling batons or whatever. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I would suggest that one too. It's funny. So you didn't like Beauty Queen. No, I, I haven't read her since then because I was just like, I hated that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Try listening to it. Yeah, I could see it being fun to listen to. It was funny to listen to. I've both read and listened. That's a, a tip to anybody. If you don't like a book, just start listening to the audiobook. Maybe you'll get into it. I, I mean, it was funny though. I will say it was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my suggestions. And I'm sorry if I talked a long time, but. <laughs> I wanted to add on to something you were saying, but I also have a fun fact. So my fun fact is that approximately 55% of today's YA readers are adults. So like, which is not surprising, right? And I wanted to touch on what you were saying. Um, I feel like YA books are about coming of age stories and adults love reading come of age stories because 
we ourselves, we're still changing, we're growing. So the stories are like really relatable or they provide us with like some kind of fantasy. So I just, I like them. They're just really good YA books. I think that the Harry Potter series made it okay for adults to openly, you know, openly like and talk about their like for children's and YA books. I feel like that was just the beginning of it. And now it's just like a thing and everybody just reads what they want. You know, before it was kind of more hush-hush and whatever. Um, I have a couple books I want to talk about too. The first one is called Anna of California and it's by Andy Turan. I love Anne of Green Gables, the series. I've loved it since I was a kid. I still love it now. So when I found this book, and it's basically like a modern version of Anne of Green Gables, and it's set in um, an inland empire of California, I was really excited to check it out. It follows a girl who's poor, and she gets shuffled through the foster care system. She takes on this internship on a farm. She's really terrified of making mistakes on the job. She's fearful that she'll get in trouble and she'll lose the opportunity. Instead, she begins to lose herself, and she realizes that she needs to be herself, and it's okay. And once she just starts to chill and be herself, everything kind of works out and turns around. I feel like it's relatable for adults, relatable for teens, and it makes teens that don't really fit in realize that they're not forgotten by the world. So it just has a soft place in my heart. <laughs> I really like it. Another one that I really like is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I feel like that's really relatable to, again, what's going on today in this world. It's relatable to adults and to teens. It deals with a teenage girl who has to deal with racism, police brutality, and it also deals with activism. She witnesses her really good friend killed by the hands of police. And from there, it just goes into like a lot of race issues. She goes to an all white private school and just how does she deal with those friends and then her friends in her neighborhood and she becomes a big activist. And like I said, I just feel like it's really relatable and it's an easy read. It also got me into a movie. So, you know, there's lots of ways to enjoy that one. Another one that deals with racism is Stamped. I feel like everybody's been talking about Stamped lately. Um, it's called Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism, and You. And the version I'm talking about is the one called a remix of the National Book Award winning Stamped from the Beginning. And this version is by Jason Reynolds and Ibram Kendi. The original version, stamped from the beginning, is by Ibram Kendi. And it's not, it's not that it, it just, it touches on all the things that the original version covers, but instead of being 600 pages, it's more, it's more readable, it's 250 pages. So it has a lot of the same information, but for teens and for adults that don't have a, a large attention span, it's got the same information, but in a shorter version, more engaging, and it's written in a speaking to the reader version style. I know personally, I've had a lot of adults come into the teen room looking for it or calling about it. I just think that it's, like I said, I enjoyed both versions, but I can see why a lot of people prefer the new version because it's shorter, easy, easy reading, and you still get the same information. And it's really relatable to a lot of things that are going on right now. Who has time for 600 pages? I mean, I don't. I did, but, <laughs> but also like, and again, like we're talking about audiobooks. I really liked the audiobook version of um, Stamps. I mean, I like anything Jason Reynolds does, but I just thought this was a really 
I'm glad they did it in a shorter YA version because it is, there's a lot of information that teens need and like, they're not going to read that, that 600 page version of it, you know? Another book that I really liked was called The Bellwether Rhapsody by Kate Rakula. And this one's a murder mystery that follows a statewide music festival where hundreds of students have gathered at a hotel where an infamous murder-suicide took place 15 years prior. And when one of the musicians happens to go missing from the same room where the murder took place, like this whole search goes on and it's just crazy. I really, really like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that book. That was a good book. Yeah. I read it a long time ago, but I remember I really liked that you, you did not, I, I forget the, t- the story. I know it's a murder mystery, but you did not find out who did it until the end. Like they did a okay, really very end. There's yeah. multiple points of view, multiple characters. That, that was a good one. Also, that one's good because there's, there's characters that are teens and there are characters and adults. Right. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's got the music festival. It's got like relatable things, right? And that's, again, the thing that grabs people into YA. It's like all these things that are realistic and like could really happen. And yeah, I really like that book. It should be named to a movie. I liked it. <laughs> Morgan, do you remember when we met Jason Reynolds? I do remember. When- <laughs> Yes, I remember when we met Jason Reynolds. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember. To anyone who is listening, um, <laughs> This is off topic, but Jason Reynolds is an extremely eloquent, <laughs> handsome man. Very nice, great to talk to, uh, a great YA author. He's pretty prolific. He's written a lot of stuff, like anything yes. by him. Anything by him is good, but yeah. And yes, we had the opportunity to meet Jason Reynolds. Georgia was a lot more talkative than I was. I really couldn't get out many words. I tried, <laughs> just kind of handed him my book and <laughs> did my best. Yes. Yes, I remember that day. <laughs> Any more, Morgan? Or you, um, I think that's it. I didn't want to go too crazy. Um, I kind of like all the same authors that Georgia mentioned, but of course I'm going to add on Jason Reynolds, Kwame Alexander. You mentioned Nick Stone, right? Nick Stone. So Angie Thomas and like the same people that she liked. I liked pretty much her whole, Georgia's whole list. Those are some great authors to check out. And again, if you don't like the book version of something, try the audiobook version. Because sometimes I found books that I like couldn't take and then I listened to them and it was just way better. So yeah. I have a couple too. I would first I want to recommend this website called Forever Young Adult. It was started in 2009 and it it's a community for like it has a mix. There's book clubs, they have they also review TV shows, like they go back to like Buffy and all big YA TV shows. They have drinking games, slumber parties, they um it's geared towards people who are like 18 to 30. But yeah, it's it's a fun website. I really like it a lot. Like that website. The first book I want to recommend was Just One Day and Just One Year. It's by Gail Foreman. Mm-hmm. It's about this girl who goes after summer high school graduation. She goes abroad and she meets this guy, and it takes that one day and of both her and the guy and what happens. And then the book, the sequel to it, Just One Year, um, it's mostly in William's point of view because it's about William and Allison, and it takes his point of view and it just talks about what led him up to that one day. I thought it was good for a trip abroad. I read it when I was on the plane. It's really fast. It's really relatable for both, I think, kids and adults. And the main character is really interesting and relatable. And the love story is kind of fun, too. I also like Fangirl by Rainbow Wow. I think I'm saying her name right. It's about twins, and I'm a twin, so I thought that was fun. <laughs> Even though their name bugged me, because their names, it, for the full name is Catherine, but the mom gave one Catherine is her name, and then the other name is Ren. 
so their names together <laughs> make Catherine, which is so stupid. <laughs> but the mom's awful in that, so it makes sense. And she's a girl who writes uh, fan fiction, and she's in college, and she's just kind of getting used to being separate from her sister, forming her own identity. So I thought that was, I could relate to that one a lot. And also, I like how she was so nerdy, because she's into fan fiction, she's into history, she's into like, it was basically kind of like me in a book. It was cool. Um, <laughs> and then there's also When Dimple Meant Rashi by um, Sadhai Menon. And it's a heart hilarious and heartful novel about two Indian American teens whose parents conspire to arrange their marriage. I thought it was cool because it kind of, she's a, not the typical, I feel like YA narrator because she's kind of into STEM and she's more, um, she's more analytical. A guy is kind of like, it reminds me of like, Congregate flips the characters where the guy's a little bit more like stereotypically female and the girl's more so it's kind of like that I thought that was good and then also there's conversion by Catherine Howe I think I mentioned her in the last episode but she did a YA a YA crossover book that's about it's inspired by true events and it's set in the 17th century and it takes Salem witch trials and puts in the modern day it's a cool mystery and it's kind of the ending I will say lets you down a little bit but it's hard to put down and I um, I found myself wanting to get to the end to figure out why they were starting to freak out. The characters were relatable, interesting, and like I said, the ending wasn't great, but it was it was a good book overall. And then the last one is American Worlds by Catherine McKee, and she does a what if an Amer- um, what if America had a royal family? So say George Washington became a king instead of being president, and then his family stayed in power after that. And it's bizarre, but it's just really fun because it's just, it takes different things. Well, how the world would look if there was no, like there's no, there's not a lot of, there's no countries that have a democracy in this world. So everyone, like basically all the countries ha- are, still have monarchies, which is kind of an interesting twist on things. I read the audiobook. I listened to the audiobook of that one and it's really, really good. It almost, it's like listening to a movie. I think that's, yeah. And I think I agree with Jordan Morgan's list of favorite authors. I really like, what's the author of the Between, Two, Between the World and Me that you mentioned, Ruth something? Oh, uh, Ruta Sapatis. Yeah, I like her a lot. I might be saying that wrong, but she, she does historical fiction, but she does it the best. She's, the, I, she's my favorite historical fiction YA author by far, I would yeah, say. I like her a lot. And then I, I think the other one, I think I'm a little behind. I was talking to Morgan about this the other day, because I still like John Green and people who were like, I think a couple years ago. So I'm not, I'm not up on the, the newer YA authors, unfortunately. Well, that's a good segue to me because I'm way not up on <laughs> I mean, my, I have two teenagers, so my son, unfortunately, doesn't read that much. My daughter does, so I, I'm familiar with some of the stuff she likes, although she's really into horror right now, so she's been reading Stephen King, particularly mm-hmm. Carrie, which I think is a perfect YA book for myself um, <laughs> in, a, in certain respects. And um, also Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House, and We've Always Lived in the Castle. Um, and my son's been, he was reading uh, Jasmine, we- uh, Jasmine Ward, Salvage the Bones, which I think is a good crossover. It might be for older teens. Um, that he's, uh, he read, just read that and he loved it. And right before that, he read Hard as a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers, which I think is also a good crossover book. It's like one of the more classic things. But I do have some books, and they're all books that you would generally find in the adult section of a library, as opposed to in the teen room that adults are taking out. These are adult books, quote unquote, that teens are taking out. Like last year, I think it was last year, or early this year, there was a, a novel called Dominicana by Angie Ooh, Cruz. That was good. Which is really good. Um, 
uh, follows a 15-year-old named Anna from the Dominican Republic to New York City during the 60s. She's basically married off to an old, a man who's twice her age by her family and how she sort of comes into her own in this time period um, in Washington Heights. Also, Jacqueline Woodson, who is an amazing author. She's written a lot of children's books, too. Um, and she has a book called Another Brooklyn, which is basically sort of, it's, I'm sure it's autobiographical. She grew up uh, in Brooklyn, but it's about a woman named August who looks back on her teen years with her sisters and best girlfriends after running into one of these girlfriends later in life. Um, there's also this British author called Sarah Moss. And I just sort of picked this book up because the cover looked interesting. It's called Ghost Wall. And it's a novella, so it's really, it's less than 200 pages. And it was just this amazing story of this, um, it was set in the late 70s, early 80s. And this teen girl, she's probably about 16, 17, lives a very sheltered life. And uh, she accompanies her father and mother and this group of anthropology students who tried to spend two weeks in the bog lands of Northumberland in Britain, living an Iron Age life, like, going back in time. And um, it, it's pretty amazing what the author manages to do in a very short span, a uh, short group of pages. She, it sort of grapples with like ideas of racial purity and white supremacy, class, misogyny, um, and asks the question like exactly how far modern humans, we think we're so civilized, have come from their ancestors and the way they treat each other. Uh, and that one you could probably read in the afternoon. It was really cool. I thought it would make a great movie. There's an author named Megan Abbott who writes a lot of thrillers, suspense novels. Um, and she has one called The Fever, which came out a few years ago. And it's sort of based on a real um, incident that happened in upstate New York where all of a sudden uh, this group of young women, high school students in one town, one smallish kind of town, a uh, rural town, started developing like having seizures and not being able to get out of bed and sort of becoming- That Ill. was at my high school, I think, by the Oh my way. gosh. <laughs> but she wrote a book, like a, a fictional version of this um, that takes place in upstate New York. I think she's from New York. And she, her, all her books are really good, but that one in particular stood out for me. Then there was a, a book called, a novel, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which was made into a movie by Maria Semple, which I think is great for, um, teenagers to read as well as adults is a lot of fun. I gave it to some of my nieces for Christmas one year. And also like class, there's a lot of classics, I think that um, if you're in the mood for are good uh, YA crossover books. Like I think Jane Austen's novels are all approachable for teenagers. Once you get past like, you know, the language a little bit, it, once you're into the story, the stories are timeless and you could tell part of the reason they have that appeal is the films that have been made from those books. Like there was one about, um, about uh, based on Emma that just came out recently that um, was definitely trying to appeal to teenagers. And then of course, Clueless, which is a great teen movie or movie in general that's based on Emma as well. So that's what I have. Oh, I didn't know that it was based on Emma. That's it is. I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody have anything else to add or do you want to get into the questions from Morgan? Oh boy. <laughs> you ready, Morgan? I'm ready. Let's do <laughs> this. <tough>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are teens requesting in the NIAC teen room lately? 
or I guess maybe um, before all this pandemic stuff. So they were requesting a lot of a lot of different things. Um, I would say a lot of kids are requesting novels and verse, graphic novel adaptions of books, which um, long way down, Jason Reynolds had just made a graphic novel version of that, and that's been like very popular. A lot of realistic fiction requests and manga. Those are like the big ones. Do you read young adult books more than adult books? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I mean, work-wise and even just for pleasure, I end up usually picking young adult books. I mean, I, even like romance-wise, I feel like the young adult romance books are more relatable and realistic than like <laughs> the classic like Fabio novels. <laughs> Don't have <laughs> like, like I feel like all those novels aren't as realistic as some of the YA loved ones are. You know, I would agree with you, Morgan. <laughs> no one's showing up on a horse topless. That hasn't happened to you. <laughs> that that happened to me, but I don't know. I don't read as much, so I don't know. but yeah, I I typically I like to read a lot of everything but I end up usually reading YA and I usually go for romance, but I'm trying to, or fantasy, but I'm trying to branch out and make myself read everything. And it's been kind of great because I'm finding that I like a lot of different kinds of books than I thought I did, you know? So, yeah. What do you think about YA movie adaptations? Do they do the books justice? Oh, okay. So that's a good question. That's so good sometimes question. they do, and then sometimes I'm just really, what, what, what were you doing? For instance- Wait, 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 Morgan. Can you please give me one example where it did do it justice? Because I do not agree. So you really? but- You don't feel like The Hunger Games was good? No, not the first no. one. No. You don't think that- The second one. <laughs> no. No, the second one. The second one was-, was The second one's good. The okay. first one's terrible. I should have said that. I'm sorry. The first one was not that good. The second one was good. I'm sorry. George is giving me a face. The second one was much a much better book adaption. Um, dang. I'm trying to think of some other ones that weren't terrible, but um, I can't because Divergent was terrible. Divergent. Yeah. God. <laughs> Divergent series. Um, uh, what is the book by Nicole Yoon? Um the sickness book um it's two words everything, everything 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 okay so i was waiting for the movie to come out for the longest because i love amanda sternberg i was hyped and then the movie came out and i was just like what what is this because they just left out so much so i guess my long answer is no i don't think they do a good job because for the most part, as you just pointed out to me, they don't really do a good job. Once in a while, they'll take the second book of a series and do a good job. But overall, I can't think of one that I was like, this is... Oh, Harry Potter. Uh, oh, Harry Potter books were, and movies were good. Yeah, they did a good job on the those. The last one, at least. I like those. Although some people don't agree with that very strongly, and, and Georgia's giving a face again, so I don't <laughs> think she agrees either. Well, it was so... Deathly Hallows, not the other ones, but... Sorry, Harry Potter, say. like, Harry Potter would have been an okay movie no matter what, because the theme, anything to do with magic and whatever, like, so of course the movies are still good. Um, I just, I wish they would stop. I yeah. wish they would stop making adaptations of young adult books, because naturally the process 
process of taking a book to a movie cheapens it. You get rid of a lot of the details, everything that makes a book what it is. Um, but young adult books, I'm going to say it, they're, they're more prone to be even cheaper. You know, like it's just once you take away the substance from a young adult book, you are left with the most basic plot, the most basic things happen. There's no care. I don't know. I just, I've never seen a young adult movie that I thought. Do you feel the same about books that have been taken and made into series? Do you feel the same way about that? I think so. Because I feel like, um, what was the book? 13 Reasons Why? Oh yeah, that was good. That, I didn't, I. No, Georgia. But people (laughs) have said that that, people have said that that's a good adaptation of that book, you know? I I hated, I thought she was like, really, I didn't like the character at all in 13 Reasons Why. And then I ended up being having a lot of sympathy for her based on the TV show. Oh, okay. So maybe I would like to show that. In the book, um, the book for anyone who's listening deals with really serious issues. And I think that that's, I like that aspect of it. Um, But I felt like the character, I don't know, the author didn't do a great job of making you really love that character. So it it made it hard, hard to hold on to as as an adult reader, honestly, I really did, you know, but yeah, the TV show is very popular. So they must have done something right there. I think that's what I was looking for in Divergent movies because I felt that they felt that the books themselves felt kind of like blah. So I was hoping that the movies, and again, I love that that character. I love the um, the actress that was cast to play the main character. But the movies were kind of it, you couldn't really do much with it because it wasn't they weren't that good. I don't agree with Hunger Games, so I like those those movies. I'm sorry. The second one is the best, but yes. I still, okay. I still watch them. I, I like them a Me lot. Too. It's just that the first book has so much like backstory to all the characters. And I feel like the movie really seen in the, in the cave is like two seconds long. And there's so much that you get there. Which one? Know. You know, in Hunger Games, when they're in the cave and he gets cut in the leg and in the movie, it's like a scratch. Yeah, it's he- a, yes. Um, and speaking of Hunger Games, they have a prequel out now. It's the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, if you read the Hunger Games books, it's about um, Snow, President Snow, and it's about his life. Georgia, you can. <laughs> it's about... I didn't read it. Oh, it's about his. I won't give you everything then. It's about his life as a teenager, and like kind of like what led to him becoming President Snow. What led to him becoming the person, the jerk that he was all these things that led to that him becoming the president him becoming how he was and i hope they make that into a movie because it's a it was a really good book uh, do you find out why his mouth is always bleeding oh my you find that out in the movies yeah you do yeah you uh, i mean i don't know okay all right sorry <laughs> take me out of this conversation I... <laughs> you find that out in the movies they i tell thought them. i knew but i don't know okay <laughs> He, I mean, I can say it, but... <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. Okay. <laughs> Rosemary, what was your favorite... What's your favorite um, book when you were a teenager? Oh, God. That's so long ago. <laughs> if you don't know, it's okay. I was just curious. I don't know. I mean, I read a lot. I was a big... Especially when I was a teenager, I was a big science fiction fantasy. So I read, you know started with the hobbit and lord of the rings i my favorite thing was like to find really fat books like a whole series of books and just 
gorge on them. That was sort of my thing when I was um, when I was a teenager. I read tons of stuff like that, and then I would also go on these like I'd pick an author and sort of try to read everything, and I'd try to I'd, I'd make lists. I had uh, I had a lot of lists of books that I read. I wish I still had them because obviously I can't rem <laughs> remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, science fiction, fantasy, definitely, definitely. I have to say, I was thinking about, you know, when talking about movies, I almost am always disappointed. If it's a book that I really love or like even, the movie is almost pretty much always disappointing because you have this world in your head and you have your own idea of what everyone looks like and how they sound. And sometimes at least the movie can sort of stand on its own and be entertaining as a movie, but I'm always sort of let down. The one T movie I remember seeing not too long ago and I saw the movie before I read the book, so it, that sort of changes things. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh yeah, that was good. I thought the that movie was, was really well yeah. done. That was good. That yeah. was good. And That's I like I like the actors that were in it. I thought they did a good job. See, that, that was a good one. Okay, there we go. It's Georgia we making one. a face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree. That was that was a good one. That that okay. was. I forgot about that one. Um, I think yeah. it just takes a lot of time. Like like Georgia was saying, like you just. They, there's so much in the book, so like you just want to make sure that you you get all that in the movie, and sometimes you just don't. It's almost impossible. <laughs> Movies are always pared down versions. That's why like the series has more possibilities, I think, because you I, can actually spend time with the characters. But I mean, this isn't YA, but I mean, kind of crossover because teens read this and watch the show, um, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. In that case, I prefer the show over the movies because there is so much in the books. Like there's just so much description. And I, I tried reading them and then I listened to them and I just felt like I had to take breaks because it's like the descriptions of like everybody. First of all, they look completely different in my head from the descriptions in the book than they do on the show, but I'm glad they look the way they do on the show because they were scary looking, you know, going from the descriptions. But Game of Thrones, I feel like it was a good, it was done well as far as books to TV series, whatever. And like, again, I guess with a series, you have more room to grow and there's like more time than like a movie. So you can develop more and follow more by the books. And like, for the most part, I think they followed the books until they got ahead of the books and he was still writing the last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That series is if Game of Thrones had the not the TV series, but if the books had been out when I was a teenager, that's exactly the kind of thing I would have been completely obsessed with. But, yeah, so. They were great. It took me some time to get through them, but I I definitely enjoyed the books. Um, they are long, and each one gets longer than the last one. That's what, yeah, they just get longer and longer. <laughs> so the last question for you is: anything you'd like us to know about the Teen Room or upcoming programs? In the Teen Room, I guess. Well, we miss you guys. We miss everyone coming to the teen room. Um, you can make an appointment to come in. Uh, you get a 20 minute slot. We'd love to see you. We can help you find books. Anyone is welcome, not just teens. Adults can come browse the collection as well. Program wise, it's almost the end of this quarter, but like for the winter, we have a bunch of different craft programs. We also have uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, they're all virtual programs. So we have Magic the Gathering. Um, it's with Mr. Aaron. It's every Tuesday from 4.30 to 5.30. It starts December 1st. Um, we also have three different book clubs. 
One is the middle school book club, and that's always the last Friday of the month at four. We have a graphic novel book club, and then I'm really excited. We have a new book club, and it's called Back in Time, a historical fiction book club. And that starts Jan yeah. January 5th is the first one. Um, I'm really excited about that one. And um, like I said, we have a lot of different crafts. I do something called Crafternoons. And it's usually on Wednesdays, once a month. And we do like different kinds of crafts, usually like painting. The teens have requested a lot of like woodwork. So like painting different like wood shapes and stuff. And then Sundays, Miss Elise does a lot of different kinds of crafts. Um, she just finished doing a colored pencil program series. She does different series every quarter. And um, the winter one is gonna be really cool because she's gonna be doing watercolor um working with magazines upcycling and colored pencils so it's really cool you can register for anything by going on the website or calling the teen room or emailing me and i'll help you out oh and a teen room also has an instagram page um it's naik library teens and you're welcome to follow us and I post a lot of the flyers and like fun stuff on there. So it's cool. Again, not just for teens, adults can follow too. I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw you guys, are, you guys are doing Dreamland Burning for your historical book club. Yes, we are. That is another one I would recommend. That is a book about the 1922 the Tulsa, like, the Tulsa riot that happened where they basically went into um, an African-American community and rioted, looted. They murdered a lot of people. Uh, they burned everything down. That was a really, really great book because I did not know about that until I read that book. Um, right. I, so I always recommend it to the teens because they should right. know about this terrible thing that happened not that long ago. It's yeah, that was right. And I, I like the historical fiction because like it gets you to look up stuff afterwards, right? So it's not just like opening up a textbook or going to the nonfiction fiction section where like it might not be as fun. You know, when you get the historical fiction, it does things like that. It gets you to look up the things that you're reading about. Cause like that's what a lot of people have told me afterwards that they that they've gone and look up, you know, looked up stuff afterwards. And that's one of the reasons why I picked that book. So yeah. Thanks, Morgan. You're welcome. David, you want to do your promotion stuff real quick? Upcoming events, one at the library, or not at the library, it's a virtual event. It's a, an armchair tour about Mount Moore Cemetery called Time to Pay Respect on December 2nd at 7 p.m. Bill Batson and William Stump um, will be discussing the history and the restoration projects headed by Mr. Stump of the grave sites of African-American Civil War veterans at Mount Moore Cemetery, which is located on the grounds of the Palisades Mall in West Nyack. The Nyack Chamber of Commerce presents the holiday lights rocking around the Christmas tree <laughs> on Saturday, Dece December 5th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Veterans Park, which is the park with the gazebo in downtown Nyack. And on Sunday, December 6th, uh, Nyack uh, Chamber of Commerce is having their indoor street fair and holiday gift gallery, which is at the Westgate, Westgate Hotel at 26 Route 59 in Nyack. It's from 10 to 5 p.m. So there'll be lots of Nyack local merchants selling one-of-a-kind gifts and jewelry and art. And of course, for both 
that and the holiday lights, social distancing must be observed and masks must be worn. But our armchair tour is via Zoom, so you can go to our website to register for it. Um, and something I wanted to say for our listeners, um, we have a blog on our website, a book blog, where we have book lists, recommendations, or just themed book lists, or not just books, but uh, movies as well. Um, and we will always post whatever we mention in our podcast as a blog post. So everything that we've talked about today, all of the books, all of the authors, um, will be up on that site shortly. I just have to do it. Um, <laughs> but that way, because uh, people were asking, you know, oh, you guys recommended all these things and we want to actually um, be able to read them. So if you go on our website, uh, you will be able to find that there. Oh, and so our next episode will be about books to movies. Oh, this will be fun because yeah. we were talking about this a little bit today. Um, so we can really get into it, meaning I can talk crap about movies. Um, <laughs> and our guest will be Purnell Wilfred, who is in our, also in our youth services department, like Morgan, and she is a children's librarian, if I am not mistaken. Yes. And we have a bunch of ways to get in contact with us. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Nyack Library. We're at fa on Facebook also at the Nyack under Nyack Library. Um, you can go to nyacklibrary.org. We also have a, a new YouTube, or not, it's not that new now, but it's a new YouTube um, Nyack Library from home. And you can also email us at info at nyacklibrary.org, or you can learn about programs, do programs at nyacklibrary.org. I'm Tracy. I'm Georgia. I'm Morgan. <laughs> and I'm Rosemary. And thank you. Thank you very much for listening to episode two of Paper Cut. Yay. All right, let me stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>